Everybody out of the way. The detective is here. What do they got you here for, detective? They got me here fixing your mess, Cassidy. So why don't you quit talking and tell me? What's the situation? Well, it seems like a quadruple homicide. Four dead, one killer. No survivors? None. What about evidence? Well, it seems like quite a bit, actually. Spill, Cassidy. Well, we do have video footage of the killer coming out of the woods over there. Great. So we can see his face? Not exactly. Oh, um, okay. Well then, um, what else do we have? Well, it seems someone put up quite a fight because his blood is all over the house inside. Amazing. So we definitely have DNA evidence then. I wouldn't get too ahead of yourself on that one either, Detective. Oh, is there something wrong with the blood? I just wouldn't ask too many questions about it. All right then. Do we have anything else? Well, it seems that the murderer also took a little potty break because we found some droppings in the toilet. That has to be able to find someone. Well... Oh, come on! Hello, everyone. My name is Matt, and this is Cold Case Chase, a show where I recount unsolved and cold cases. On today's show, we'll be taking an audience suggestion and doing the mysteriously unsolved Setagaya murders, which was suggested by Halv, so thank you, Halv. Uh, when he suggested this, I looked at it, read about it, and was utterly perplexed and wanted to do it almost immediately. This is a case where it is unbelievable to think that it isn't solved. And without further ado, let's hop right into this strange case. On December 31st, 2000, four family members would be slaughtered in their own home. Two parents and their children, who were focused on what the year 2001 would bring for them in their small town in Japan. However, they would not get to see the end of that year. Instead, a killer would emerge and strangely never be caught. The killer would emerge from the Soshigaya Park and climb into the house. He would enter through an open second-story window that would lead into the bathroom. The first member of the Miyazawa family that the killer would find would be the youngest son, Rei, who was sleeping at the time. The killer would strangle him to death and make enough noise to make Mikio, Rei's father, come upstairs to see what the commotion was all about. Mikio would pounce into action and even injure the killer, but Mikio would soon be overpowered and stabbed to death with a sashimi knife. He was stabbed so hard that the tip of the blade broke off into his skull. 
After this, the killer would go and kill the other two members of the family. 41-year-old Yasuko, who was Mikio's wife, and 8-year-old Nina, who was Mikio's daughter, in extremely brutal fashion. He would attack them with the same knife that he used to kill Mikio, and eventually finish the two off with a Santoku knife that was believed to belong to the Miyazawas. Now here is where the story begins to become strange. After the killer finished stabbing the two women of the family, he would stay in the house for roughly eight hours. At first, he would unplug the phone line and then bandage himself up with the family's first aid kit, leaving traces of his blood everywhere. Next, he would go to the kitchen where he would drink four bottles of barley tea and eat four ice creams before he would go to use the bathroom and not flush his waist. After all of this, he would lay down for a nap. And when he awoke, he ransacked the house, taking some money but not much. He left the house soon after, leaving behind a knife, muffler, hip bag, sweater, jacket, hat, gloves, shoes, and two handkerchiefs all on the family sofa. The family was discovered by Yasuko's mother, Haruko, who called the police, and they would come and find all of the evidence left behind by the killer. With all of the evidence of this case, it seems almost open and shut. However, police were unable to use a lot of the DNA evidence because it was not in their database. The police were able to figure out a lot about the killer, but not an identity. They believe that he is roughly five foot six with a thin build. They also believe that he is roughly 15 to 35 years old and right-handed with type A blood. Speaking of his type A blood, the blood revealed that the killer is also most likely mixed race, with one parent coming from Europe and the other parent coming from Taipei. With the story and procedure and facts out of the way, let's take a look at some of the crazy theories. first theory today focuses on one of the items that the killer left at the house, the hip bag. Detectives quickly found that the bag had traces of sand in it and sent it to be analyzed. The scientists who looked at the sand came to the conclusion that it was from the Nevada desert in the US, more specifically around the Edwards Air Force Base. With the Japanese police not having the DNA of the assailant, it could be a big possibility that someone, maybe not from Japan, could be responsible. 
someone like one of the 50,000 US military troops that were stationed in Japan at the time. This would also explain the mixed DNA that the killer had. However, without knowledge of which military members were in the area at the time, we may never know if this was another military attack. Our second theory today has little evidence, but it is theorized that Mikio got involved in an altercation with a local gang possibly at the skateboard park near the house. Could one of these drifters have been the killer if they maybe felt disrespected enough? And our last theory today is that the killer was a drifter. The Miyazawa's house was only a short walk from a transportation hub, and Japan was having a tough time with drifters who were at one point functioning members of society. These drifters were usually people who were laid off or people who experienced great loss with their job and felt that society had failed them. Could one of these drifters have taken out his anger on the Miyazawas? It's possible, but we may never know. Those are some good theories, Detective. I didn't come here for your praise, Cassidy. Then why did you come? I came to do what you couldn't. Now go get me the reports. Alright. I just don't see what you're gonna do that I couldn't. Here you go. Um, Detective? Hello? Officer, have you seen the detective? No. The detective isn't supposed to be here for another hour or so. Then who is that guy? Maybe just another drifter. They get a lot of those around here. Thank you, thank you, thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Cold Case Chase. Uh, if you aren't on the Discord and are wondering why this episode is coming so late, I really do apologize. Uh, I was sick for a little bit and I had a really bad sore throat and I was just not feeling very well. Uh, and I just didn't get a lot done in terms of recording unless you guys wanted to hear me with my sick voice, which is not a very good voice. I believe I actually did a cross-examination when I was starting to get a bit better, but that was like on the very tail end of it. Uh, and then obviously Thanksgiving uh, also put some uh, damper on anything, and I wanted to make sure that you guys had that holiday and didn't have to worry about listening to an episode of Cold Case Chase until Saturday. But here's a little Saturday uh, episode for you guys. I hope you enjoy it, and I should be getting back on track with our next episode as well. And I have had some really cool stuff happen in terms of uh, next season. Next season, I'll be doing maybe something pretty cool. You never know. But without further ado, thank you to all the voice actors who helped out in the Setagaya case. Thank you to uh, Shane, uh, Ragemaster, 
Thomas, Scott, Layla, everybody who is on Raving Lunatic Media. Thank you to all of them who helped me out so much while I was sick and, and taking care of things. And thank you to all you fans who listen. I really do appreciate it. Make sure you tap that heart button or tap that five-star review. And make sure to share the show with anybody you think you would like it. Well, I guess that's enough rambling for me for now. I guess I'll see you next time on Cold Case Chase.